Good morning. Oh, we have joy upon joy, don't we? And God's providence just continues to manifest itself and reign at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. I must confess, when I first found out that my ordination date was going to be August the 12th, Deacon Jason was not a happy camper. (laughs) My ordination date just had to be on June 24th, the first apparition of Our Lady in Medjugorje. And I just knew that it had to be on that day. But Providence decided otherwise. And Providence always knows best, right? Because Providence knew that Bishop Byrne would be the bishop that would be ordaining me. And he would deliver an incredible homily right out of the gate talking about Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje and her role in the world and how vital she is for us in a resounding, convicting way. And it speaks to me personally, and he gave a little testimony to my testimony and the testimony of my family, how Our Lady Queen of Peace saved us and united our family after my parents had been divorced for years and years and years and brought them back together and brought a family back together. And that's what Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Queen of the Divine Mercy does. Who knew that very well in his soul? Our saint of today. In God's providence, as he would have it, (laughs) Father Jason Lewis's first homily is on the feast day of Saint Maximilian Kolbe. Is there any accident by that? Just happen chance. God is all about happen chance, right? Miscellaneous random happenings in the world. Maybe not. Maybe not because St. Maximilian Kolbe was known to be a deep lover of the Immaculata. Mary, the Immaculate Conception, in her being, in her, her identity of who she is, the one who was conceived without sin. And he started a lay group with, first started with his Franciscan brothers, the Knights of the Immaculata, Militia Immaculata. And it's a deep honor for me to be able to preach on his memorial as a Marian of the Immaculate Conception the first men's religious community ever founded under the identity of Mary, the Immaculate Conception. What a coincidence. (laughs) God's providence is ever reigning and our founder, St. Stanislaus Paczynski had a deep devotion to God's providence. I need to be a little bit better son in trusting it sometimes. Maybe you can relate in your life. Maximilian Kolbe, as a young boy, had an apparition of Our Lady. She appeared to him. This is extraordinary. This is in the gift of the realm of prophecy. You have charisms that are poured out into you in baptism. This is extraordinary prophecy when you see the Mother of God. This is a special grace, special gift given to him. Direct vision of her. 
and she extends to him two crowns, one white, symbolizing purity, being immaculate, as she is, the other red, symbolizing what? Martyrdom, blood, the shedding of blood. She offers him both crowns and says, little Max, you choose. He says, I'll take both. That's the wisdom of the saints, right? He knows to take the double portion. Oh, do I want the crown of purity to be able to see things in the eye, like as God sees from the heart of Jesus, or do I want martyrdom to follow him all the way to the cross to be able to bear fruit and give life to others as our gospel passage talks about that will endure, that will endure forever. He chooses both. As providence would have it after he finds the, founds the Knights of the Immaculate of the Knights of the Immaculata, the Misha, Militia Immaculata. Some 900 friars join him. They even establish a city. Father Kaz, I won't do it justice. You could pipe up and say it out loud if you like, but uh, it, the city of the Immaculate. And they begin a printing press and start to disperse literally millions of copies on the Immaculata around the world. And St. Maximilian Kolbe realized the day and the age that he was in and the war and the battle that he was in at that time. The apparitions of Fatima had taken place. The solar miracle had taken place in the sixth apparition of Our Lady who appeared. 70,000 people saw the sun spin. Those of you, there are people here in this, right here, present in the congregation, that have been to Medjugorje with me. I've seen it with Father Don Calloway on Apparition Hill. There are others of you that have seen the solar miracle where the sol sun spins and pulsates and looks like a huge Eucharistic coast placed right over top of the sun giving off extraordinary colors of pink, blue, yellow, orange, that are indescribable because they're heavenly colors. They're beyond what we can see in the natural realm, but the, all of a sudden the veil's open to us. And so 70,000 people in Fatima see this. It had rained for days and the, the ground was so soggy. And as they're looking up, watching this phenomenon in the sky, the sun plummets to the earth and everyone's scared and they run in fear and the sun retracts and all the ground is dry. Atheists were there, enemies of the Immaculata that came to prove these children wrong, that came to hurl blasphemies against her, who came to punish the onlookers and the seers and to make a mockery of them. And many of those antichrists became believers that day. And even those who remained skeptical still had to hold in their hearts the truth of the phenomenon that they had already seen. Simultaneously, Maximilian Kolbe sees the powers at work in the world, certain secret orders, 
that are working for a different kingdom, not the kingdom of God, and he knows he has to do something about it. And he finds the Knights of the Immaculata and knows that she is the answer. Why? Oh, you Catholics show way too much devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, she is the only one to be the mother of the God. Pretty substantial. Pretty substantial that the second person of the Trinity makes his indwelling in a 15-year-old girl human being that was the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant that went before. And remember, in the Ark of the Covenant, what was in the Ark of the Covenant? There were the Ten Commandments, which symbolized the, the Word of God, His spoken word for the Israeli people. There was the staff of Aaron, Him leading the people into the Israelites into the Promised Land. And there was the jar of the, the Omer jar of, Andre, you just said it, manna. The bread of the angels rained down from heaven. Top of the ark was the mercy seat, pure gold, with the two angels. And it represented the indwelling presence of God. It was the holiest thing so much so that when somebody reached out their hand when it was traveling back to the Israelites, they died on the spot. So if a box made of wood laden with gold, holding the holiest things of all of Israel, the Ten Commandments, the staff of Aaron, and the miraculous bread rained down from heaven is so holy that it can't even be touched and is immaculate and preserved and had to have the most detailed construction down to the, down to the dot in detail. What would be the one who is to receive the second person of the Trinity, the Word of God, of which all those things pointed to? That Ark of the Covenant, holy, 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 points to the fulfillment, the real Ark of the Covenant, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who would receive the bread come down from heaven and give him his flesh. Who would receive the Word made flesh who dwelt amongst us? St. Maximilian Kolbe got it, and what he got was she was the woman. She was the woman from the blueprint right from the beginning. When the first mother of humanity, Eve, by her free will, chose to distrust God and obey the adversary. The adversary was a liar, a murderer, and a thief from the beginning, and what he wanted to murder was the image and likeness of God and Adam and Eve. But that's not the end of our story. Our good God promises us that he shall indeed place enmity between the adversary, the serpent, and the woman, between his seed and her seed, and he, she shall crush your head. Brothers and sisters, St. Maximilian Kolbe understood that he was in a grand epic battle. Brothers and sisters, 
whether we like it or not, you and I are in the grand epic battle. What did St. Maximilian Kolbe recommend? Consecration to the Immaculata. Why? Who was first consecrated to the Immaculata? Say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Jesus was the first consecrated by none other than God the Father from whom everything comes in the womb of the Ark of the Covenant of the Immaculata. If our Lord God and Savior, our Redeemer, is consecrated in the Ark of the Covenant and he receives his flesh and human nature that saves us from her, Ought we not to be too? So did Jesus know what he was talking about when he was on the cross, hanging on the cross? When he looked down to his mother and said, what did he say? Who? Woman. Not Mary. Not my mother. Woman. What's the reference? Back to Genesis 3.15, I shall put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He, she shall crush your head. And at that moment on Calvary, the serpent's head is being crushed with the new Adam and the new Eve. The new Adam and the new Eve. And Jesus says to his beloved disciple afterwards, not behold the woman, behold your mother. Behold your mother. It's the second gift, the second last gift that he gave us from the cross was his mother. And the last one would be fully the consummation of the last supper that he had started in the upper room the night before. And he gives us his body, blood, soul, and divinity, the fulfillment of what was in the Ark of the Covenant all along. The manna, the true manna, the true bread come down from heaven. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. But if you eat his flesh and you drink his blood, you shall have life eternal. St. Maximilian Kolbe understood Revelation 11 and 12, and the chapters don't break up normally in Scripture. Chapters and verses and breaking them up came much, much later. When scripture was laid out, we didn't have these divisions. So it would read more like this. St. John the Evangelist, the same beloved disciple to whom the Blessed Virgin was entrusted to, to whom he gave himself and he beheld his mother, has this vision and then he sees God's temple in heaven was open and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple and there were flashes of lightning, loud noises, peals of thunder, an earthquake and heavy hail. Listen, brothers and sisters, listen, please. And a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman, a woman clothed with what? Clothed with a sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars. And she was with child and she cried out loud in her pangs and gave to give birth and in anguish for delivery. And there was a dragon, there he is again. He's in the beginning. And he's standing there to devour the child in the end. He sought out the male child. He sought out to destroy the woman. 
Verse 17, 12, 17. Then the dragon was angry with the woman and went to make war with the rest of her offspring, those who keep the commandments of God and hear the testimony of Jesus. The same war that St. Maximilian Kolbe knew that he was in, we are in, but it's just gone to a whole new level. The battles intensified worldwide, and I don't have to tell you that. You see it. You live it. You feel it. Who doesn't live, see, feel it? So what's our solution? What's our answer? It's the same answer. We go to the woman. We go to our mother. We already know that the evil one's gone to make war on her, and she was taken to a place of refuge, of reprieve until the appropriate time, maybe the, maybe the 19th, 20th, 21st centuries when there's been more apparitions in world history ever before of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Maybe now is the time that she comes out of the desert to protect, lead her children into the triumph that was promised at Fatima. In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. We're called into the battle. Not on our own resources, because you know why? We'll never make it. We'll be chewed up. We don't have the power on our own. That's why we come to the source of mercy, the font of mercy. Jesus, the divine mercy, and as he was consecrated by the Father to the Immaculata, so too we consecrate ourselves to the Immaculata. And we have heavenly powers that defend and protect and lead us. Even powers that our first fathers and parents didn't have. So I invite you, brothers and sisters. There are many consecrations that are out there, many various forms of consecration prayers. St. Maximilian Colby's is a pretty good one to draw from as it reads. We give ourselves to the new Adam entirely and the new Eve. We entrust ourselves to them. To entrust yourself to Mary is to be entrusted into the depths of the heart of Jesus himself. Who loved Mary more than anybody else on earth? Jesus. Who possibly could have loved Jesus more than anybody on earth? I'm talking from a very human standpoint right now, and this is no disrespect to my father whatsoever. My father loves me deeply. I have people who love me deeply. But I didn't dwell in the womb of my father as much as some people might like to somehow make that work. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't dwell in the womb of my father. I was born and carried for nine months in my mother's womb. There's a certain love that a mother's going to have as a result of that for her son, for her daughter. How much more? We're talking about the Blessed Virgin Mary who was preserved from all stain of sin, having God himself live and dwell in her as the ark, literally every day, every second, every minute, every hour, every time she sleeps, every time she wakes, every time she breathes, every time she goes to the bathroom. She has God literally in her, his divinity, his humanity, in the person of Jesus Christ. 
Why do we honor her? It shouldn't be too tough to see. <laughs> shouldn't be too tough to, who else has ever had that privilege, honor, and it's an honor and a grace and mercy that was given to her. She was a chosen one. And what does she say? After be it done unto me according to thy will, she goes to see Elizabeth. John the Baptist, the Ark of the Covenant, goes to see Elizabeth. And like the Ark of the Covenant, John the Baptist in the womb leaps for joy and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit. She says, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to see me? I'm not worthy. And what she say? My soul magnifies the Lord. Look at me and you will see God magnified. I'm the lens through which you can see the Lord God in a brighter way because my soul's entirely in union with him. There's no human being, human soul that's ever been in a deeper, more profound union ever. And you know what? Not only is she our model, not only is she your model, not only is she Jesus's mother, but she's your mother. And she loves you. And she's going to come to defend her children when the evil one who wants to annihilate the redeemed image and likeness of God that's been elevated to even take on a divine likeness because Jesus Christ himself gave us his divine nature and we receive that in baptism, she's going to come to protect her children. Give yourselves, brothers and sisters, to the mother of Jesus, as Jesus and as God the Father gave Jesus to the woman, his mother. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, world without end. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.